Hey there, I'm Eric J. Olson. And I'm Kevin Daisy. You're listening to the Managing Partners Podcast, where we interview top lawyers about how they're growing their firms. Hey, everybody. It's Eric J. Olson for another episode of the Managing Partners Podcast. I'm your host today, and the Managing Partners Podcast is where we interview America's top managing partners to find out what they're doing to grow their law firms and to keep their case pipeline full. And today I have with me, Aaron Elliott. Hey, Aaron. Hello. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate you making the time. Thanks for having me. You got it. Let me tell the audience a little bit about you. Aaron Elliott is the founding attorney of Elliott Immigration Law and has been practicing solely, solely immigration for over 10 years. She assists businesses and individuals in navigating this complex field so that her clients may engage top-notch talent for their businesses and reunite with family members. Her office is located in Atlanta, Georgia, but she specializes in working with startups, entrepreneurs, and investors all over the world. Welcome to the show, Aaron. Thank you. Besides what I just read, can you tell us a little bit more about you how you started your firm and a little bit more about the firm. Yeah. So um, when I, I guess I initially started practicing in business law and really loved working with entrepreneurs and helping them get started. And then kind of at the same time married my husband who's Turkish. And so was interested more in immigration and decided that was really my passion. But now thankfully I'm able to combine both of those interests with um, doing a lot of investor visas and and working with with companies here in the U.S. So right now, so I started it about 10 years ago. Right now, we've got a managing attorney that I work with who does handles more of the family practice, whereas I handle the business immigration practice. And our location is in Atlanta and Buckhead, and we only do immigration. I think that's the best way to to do it well. Very cool. Now, are you focused mostly with working with businesses? Yeah, so I do both, but I would say primarily I work with businesses. And I mean, I feel like you have to know both just because there's a lot of overlap. But the one area we don't handle is removal. So any client that's in removal, we would refer them out. I gotcha. Okay, so it's all about emigrating. I think that's the right word, mm -hmm. in, right? Okay, cool. So businesses come to you when they, they want someone to come in or they, they need lots of people to come in. Is, is that kind of the need? Yep, exactly. So we work with different types of clients in that it could be a U.S. business that's already established and they're trying to hire, for example, like in the tech field, they can't find any U.S. workers here and they need to hire a bunch of people from abroad or maybe they've got a company abroad and they're trying to bring those workers over for a period. And then the, you know, the other scenario is an entrepreneur. There's a lot of kind of out of the box options for entrepreneurs that we're able to kind of strategize with them. So it means maybe somebody's got a business abroad and they want to open something here or they've never had a business, but they want to explore that opportunity in the U.S. Gotcha. Okay, great. What are some different ways that you go about getting clients? So it's definitely changed over the years. I would say initially when I first opened the practice, we did a lot of pay per click 
marketing. And that was really how I started the practice. But then it really, I feel like we priced out of that. So meaning that, you know, initially I didn't charge for consults, our fees were lower. And now that we've been in practice longer, you know, I don't know what it is, but I feel like that's just not where the business is coming or it's a lot of calls for free consult. We've got two separate practice areas, one being the family immigration and the business immigration. So family immigration is a very different marketing strategy than the business immigration. For family, it's more about social media, Facebook, Instagram, going to the actual community and marketing that way and, you know, giving speeches about to different groups like a Turkish group or Hispanic group, going to churches, stuff like that. In immigration, usually once you're in one community and you do well, then that's your, you know, your best marketing. It's everyone that you've you've done work for previously. So we tend to have pockets of, you know, areas where that group will will just refer out. But on the family side, it's definitely more social media online, you know, answering kind of questions that everybody has. We've started doing more videos during COVID, which was not my thing, but I (laughs) tried to get used to it. Everybody's doing videos now. That seems like a huge thing. So, and then on the business side, at this point, it's really, it's been referrals, but I'm trying to do more of industry specific marketing. So, you know, we have a lot of clients that are in the tech field, so it's reaching out to different magazines or publications, you know, speaking about immigration conferences, stuff like that. And that seems to be a better avenue for that side. That's uh, that's really interesting how you've segmented your marketing strategy based on the different practice areas within mm-hmm. immigration. So with family law, and I would imagine, this is an assumption, is this correct? That with family law, it's more localized clients, whereas with the business, it's more general and not, not necessarily just Atlanta. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I mean, that's true. The family clients sometimes were the first interaction they've had in the U.S. with a professional. They're looking for somebody they can go into the office and speak to and look you in the eye and say like, are you gonna help me, right? So that's a very different case type than the employer side where, I mean, it's very rare that they come into the office. They don't wanna, they don't wanna be in person. It's more just about, you know, and they could have multiple locations too. So, you know, maybe they've got a location in Atlanta, but maybe not. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, that's that's, that's pretty interesting. I'm, I'm sure it took you a little while to, kind of figure out the different strategies for the different segmentations. Yeah, definitely. I think, I mean, I'm still figuring it out, right? So I'm still changing everything and seeing what works and what doesn't. Yeah. That's good. Aren't we all though? I I think it's important to continue to question, right? And tweak. So that seems to be, I mean, that's certainly your strategy for getting clients. So, uh, you know, one of our questions is uh, what's working well, what's not? sounds like the segmentation is probably working well. Is there something that hasn't worked well? I mean, you mentioned like pay-per-click possibly nine, 10 ago. years ago. Yeah. yeah. What about more recently? Like something that you realize is, is not really working for you guys and you need to stop doing? 
I mean, some things have not worked for us and I don't, to determine why they haven't worked is kind of a different question. Some of it is time. You know, I think there's some types of social media marketing that I don't see a lot of interest in Instagram, for example, or yeah. Twitter, you know, but then if I think about, okay, who am I competing with? I'm competing with an attorney that's writing every day on Twitter, you know, they wake up in the morning and they're writing something, they go to bed, they're writing something. That's just not me, right? So I, so we still do Instagram marketing. And I think that's something that we're intending to explore more in the new year. But I think it, I know that it requires more from me. Um, it's not just posting a generic question, you know, about immigration. I think you have to connect with the audience more, which, you know, means that I'm doing a video or that I'm, you know, giving some, a little bit more personalized information. So I'm trying to get other people in my office to be involved in that more. <laughs> so it's not just me. Always a challenge. So yeah, it, it seems to me like with Instagram, especially uh, for law firms, video goes a long, long way. Personalized testimonials, pictures of the managing partner and mm -hmm. lawyers go a long way. But yeah, you know, you mentioned before videos, everyone seems to be doing it. That's Instagram for sure. Twitter, you know, I used to be a big fan of Twitter. I used to be really into it, but I've really kind of uh, recently given up on it and, and moved over to Instagram begrudgingly. Yeah. Well, now it's TikTok too. I don't even know. I've seen attorneys on TikTok, oh, yeah. or at least I've heard about them. So I'm behind on that. My daughter watches TikTok, but not me. Yeah, I think that's hard for me because I'm not, I don't use social media personally. So it's really, I have to force myself to do it professionally. Yeah. Um, and it's not that I don't want to connect with prospective clients. It's just, I'm much better in person or, you know, having a real conversation. So. Yeah, it's one of those things you have to either change your mindset and your activities around it. Like you said, uh, you know, right in the morning, right in the, in the evening. Mm -hmm or, or frankly, like hire someone to do it or get an agency like us, but, uh, it, it requires dedication for sure. And especially if you want to do social media the right way, it requires right. a lot of resources. Okay, cool. What about your growth plan? So you've been in business for 10 years. Where do you see yourself in, uh, say two to five years from now? Hey there, this is Eric J. Olson, the CEO of Array Law. If you're ready to work with a world-class digital marketing company, reach out. You can find us online at ArrayLaw.com or call us at any time, 757-333-3021. So we, right before COVID, we had expanded the office and we're really seeing a lot of momentum um, as far as growth. And then COVID hit and I just became very conservative about, let's just see what's gonna happen here. Thankfully for us, it, you know, there was a moment where things slowed. I think everybody was kind of in shock. Thankfully our business has continued to grow. So my goal is January 1st that we are just focusing on marketing 100%. And so right now we're in the process of just making sure everything is ready to take on hopefully, you know, a, a additional clients, you know, in, in a higher degree than previously. So that means getting all of our processes in place. I think I read every business book 
you know, written over during COVID. So I'm, I'm ready. But so we're just trying to get all of that organized and everything so that hopefully we can take in a lot more and then be able to just, you know, have the same client experience that our current clients have. I don't know if that exactly answers the question, but I guess, you know, initially I started it when we had two small kids. So I wasn't really looking at growth at that time, but now my kids are older. They don't want to hang out with me. So I'm, <laughs> I'm all in. Good for you. You mentioned reading a bunch of business books. What are some that uh, kind of stand out for you? Which ones did you like? Traction was huge oh, yeah. for me. What's funny is I actually, I, I started reading Traction during COVID. My husband's also an entrepreneur. So I gave it to him and said, you have to read this book. Yeah. And he's like, Aaron, you gave this to me five years ago and you read it and told me to read it. <laughs> so apparently <laughs> I wasn't ready at the time, but, but yeah, that's a great book. I think something I read at the beginning, but I've reread is the E-Myth Attorney, which they've got different you know, depending on what your um, industry is, it's e-myth, you know, cool. whatever. Yeah. But that is essential, I think. But yeah, just, I mean, I've got a whole slew of them, but those are probably two big yeah. ones. Good for you. I would say a, a small percentage of the managing partners that come on to this podcast, and we've had probably close to 150 at this point, a small percentage, maybe 10%, actually kind of dive into things like traction and business business books, business podcasts. So uh, it seems to me like it's certainly an advantage for anyone who's running a business to yeah. really kind of geek out at some point in those kinds oh, yeah. of things. Traction's amazing. Um, we believe in it here. We've implemented mm -hmm. a lot of it, but not not like full-fledged traction shop, but we have right. dashboards and whatnot. I haven't read E-Myth. I meant to check that one out. That's a good one. I mean, it's so good. It was it was really good for me initially. And like I said, I reread it. It's I won't get into the whole thing, but okay. yeah, it's it's a great book. More basic than traction. Traction can be intense, but it's good. Yeah, yeah it's, it can be very prescriptive. Like here's mm -hmm. what your KPI dashboard should look like. Exactly. I kind of like that. Yeah. It's just, it's kind of a relief sometimes when you consume this content, whether it's a book or something else, and they say, No, nope, here's how it's done. Okay. Right. All you have to do is just yeah. follow the steps, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's implementing great. it. That's the problem. <laughs> that's the hard part. I'm with you. Yeah. So when you get a prospect, uh, whether it's for the family immigration side or the business immigration side, there's usually a period of time between when, when you find out about this opportunity and when they become a client. How do you mm -hmm. go about tracking all of these uh, potential clients? And then do you do anything special to nurture them along the way? Yes. So this is kind of one thing I'm bugging everybody in my office about. This is my focus right now, actually, because we, when we were in the office, we had someone in our office answering all the calls and we had kind of an overflow if they weren't able to answer. When we went to remote, we started using a, a call center service. They're great, but I feel like we were missing a lot of opportunities. So we do track all of the calls that come in and determine whether they're a legitimate lead, whether they're not, or, you know, whether potential. We listen to the calls, so we record the calls. We, it, we don't actually record them, but through Google, I think it's Google Local. Voice. Yeah. 
Well, it's not Google Voice. It's we pay for, we don't do pay per click, but we do the Google local mm -hmm. or we're at the top. So with those, they record the calls. And so we'll go over those once a week now. But as far as following up with them, anybody that looks like it was a lead, we have an in-house person answering calls, but the overflow still goes to the call center. Nice. So anybody that looks like a lead, we have a template email that we send out. Sometimes we'll call them back just to make sure that, you know, maybe they did want to schedule something if they didn't initially schedule a consult. And I would say about 20% of those have then, you know, turned into a client or at least turned into, you know, the rest of the process. And now we just try to track everything as far as, you know, what, what is the actual percentage of conversion from a call becoming a consult, becoming client. We do it through um, a couple of things. We use Streak. I don't know if you've heard of that, but. Um, I have. I haven't seen it in action, though. Okay. But, I mean, we were using HubSpot, just a mm -hmm. CRM to track that kind of stuff. So. Does Streak, I mean, just based on the name, does it give you insight into, like, how long it's been since you've contacted a person and, and uh, some threshold has been exceeded so you need to reach out to them? So, yes and no. Um, so we were using HubSpot. I could talk about this forever, by the way, so I won't. <laughs> but you use HubSpot. We I know it well. Okay. So HubSpot got, I just felt like it was too expensive. It just, it's a great, the best, right? It's the best system, I feel like. And my husband, again, entrepreneur, he's the one that said, use this. But for us, it just, to get all the add-ons and the things that we wanted, it was it was just a lot. So Streak is something you just, it's just an add-on to Gmail. So it's not as robust as HubSpot, but while we're in this kind of ramp up stage, it's doing, I feel like enough. So you can categorize uh, contacts in different categories. You can set up reminders for them. You can set up the drip emails. And it's all included in like a basic plan. So that's why we're using, we're using that now until, you know, when we get so big, then we'll switch to HubSpot. Yeah. That's pretty amazing that it does all those things as a Gmail add-on and, right? and it does it for yeah. the team. For the whole team. And it, tra I mean, the best thing for us is it groups all of the emails for every client, you know, which HubSpot does too, but it's in your email account. Yeah. So you don't even have to go to another program to see it. Yeah. When I'm doing business development, I'll, I'll go into HubSpot, the website, and I'll stay there for hours, right. but I'd rather do it in Gmail because yeah. that's, that's the other place that I spend hours in. Right. That's yeah. Really it's neat. great. Cool. That's awesome. Well, great. I appreciate you sharing that and I uh, appreciate you making time to be on the show. If someone would like to get in touch with you, what is a good way for them to reach out? The best way is our website, which is elliotimmigrationlaw.com. We've got all sorts of ways to contact us on the website, or you could just give us a call at 404-890-0372. Thanks so much, Aaron. All right, everybody. If you would like to check out more episodes like this, you can see our entire backlog at arraylaw.com slash podcast. And if you are looking to improve your digital marketing, then check out my company, Array Digital. We are a digital marketing agency specializing in law firm digital marketing. We are at ArrayLaw.com. You can find out more about our services like websites, search engine optimization, online ads, and social media there. Aaron, thanks so much. Thank you.